This week, we head to the Hindu Kush with Vishnu Vardahan's 2019 hit, Shersha, which tells the story of Vikram Batra, an Indian army officer during the 2019 Cargill War. As always... Stop. 1999. I said 99, did I? No, you said 2019. <laughs> oh, derp. Well, you know. Take two, Brian. Can't get through it. Hello, and welcome to Scuttlebutt, the war movie review podcast. We're happy to have you with us as we take a look at films from the dawn of cinema to today. We aim to provide a raw and unapologetic review of each film's cinematography, historical accuracy, and delivery. In the process of analysis, certain details will be revealed. These spoilers are only divulged to ensure a fair assessment of each film. This week, we head to the Hindu Kush with Vishnu Vardhan's 2019 hit, Shersha, which tells the story of Vikram Batra, an Indian Army officer during the 1999 Cargill War. And I'll, as always, I'm joined by Mike A. Hey. Mike B. Yep. And Nate can't join us this week because of a freak power outage. So anyway, guys, what do you think? Overall, not what I was expecting in a good way. It was definitely interesting. Um, yeah, yeah, different. And it's funny, again, fuck you, Nate. You're not here, but you're the one that suggested this. Um, I really mm-hmm. didn't know a lot of this conflict. I know that India and Pakistan have gone at it every like decade or every two decades, but I didn't really yes. know a lot about it. So it was very interesting to watch a movie about something I don't really know <laughs> a lot about that's military. So, um, yeah. Mike, what'd you think, dude? Uh, it's fine. <laughs> it's, uh, it's an Indian movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's Bollywood, but I was looking into yeah. it and there's a lot of actually Indian war movies. Um, like going back to the sixties, mm. a lot of Bollywood ones and stuff. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, with all their cheesy musical numbers and everything. <laughs> well, right, right. We'll, 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 we'll unpack that for sure. Yeah. But yeah, just do the brief overview and then, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I just, uh. I, so this guy, I didn't know who this guy was. He's apparently like India's Audie Murphy or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, uh, I guess this is uh, the movie about him. And that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, you know, well, for people that don't know, it takes place in, you know, uh, Jammu and Kashmir, which is this part of uh, the Hindu Kush, which is very uh, contested between Pakistan and India since the, the creation of both nation states in 1947, I believe. Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah, and uh, so it's been fought over for a very long time. And um, so it's definitely a bias going into this film. <laughs> There's definitely, you know, one side that, that wants to win and one side that doesn't. You know, and I love how, like, oh yeah, you know, you can see some influence in video games and stuff for some of these bigger Amazon, like, films and stuff. Because, like, all the Pakistani militias guns, they have, like, flags on the receivers or the Bren guns and stuff. <laughs> it's like, what is this, Call <laughs> of Duty? You know, like... Uh, yeah. Well, that's most war movies you know, nowadays. Anyway. Also, like, the Bren guns that you're talking about, the L4s. They should be L4s if they were. Anything, uh, they're but... they're dude. Those were like plastic toy gun. Mock-ups. Oh, there was a lot of plastic toy gun mockups. Yeah, for sure. Dude, every I don't think there was one operational gun in this movie. I, I mean, right from <laughs> right. the start, I'm like, okay, you know, uh, uh, I'm, I'm I'm looking at it, I'm like, okay, action essentials, digital effects, you know, everywhere. They don't look terrible. I've seen much worse, but. Uh, 
I mean, I could spot it. I just knew it. Okay, I knew. I, I have those those same effects. I'm looking at them right now. You know. Well, and, and like the fact that like a lot of the packy soldiers when they're firing AKMs or some you know some variant of the AK, it's like well when an AK fires, it's a long stroke piston system, and the entire bolt goes back and then forward. You're not shooting AK with no visible motion in the receiver. Like it's not how it works. Like yeah. it's not a G3. It's not an AR-15. You know, even in the AR-15, like you still get the bolt reciprocates and the the dust cover flies open and all that stuff. But yeah, that that kind of shit. I was like, oh god, like really. Yeah. <laughs> Everything is super clean in this movie too. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know. And also. I never saw anybody reload. Well, okay, thank you. Because I was like, well, do I do I want to go there? Do no, I be that because I, I don't think they had a lot of BFAs either. Because they, they were definitely shooting blanks at some points. Because they had like huge blue clouds of smoke. So they, like right with no recoil. Yeah, whatsoever. which is very interesting. And um, you, even on the Insos rifle, like it's still a five five six. It's going to recoil a little bit. So that's a pretty you cool know, rifle, by the way. Yeah, it's a weird rifle. It, yeah, it's like a mini FAL. It's a combination of both. Um, there's, I mostly saw just digital effects in this. I mean, there's one part where it's in slow motion, and he's shooting his rifle, and the like sh- shooting, like coming out of the barrel, is not synced up with his finger that's right, pulling the trigger. Right. Like it's. I, mean, I think I remember the scene you're talking about where it's just like, really, come on. There's a lot of CGI in this. Like, if you look hard enough, like when the they have the scene where the bodies are getting. Um, you know, the tracers are going through the bodies in the beginning and stuff. All the guys are moving and everything. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, you know, Premier Pro Blood. <laughs> it's yeah. like, yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's good job getting there, like, there a whole some... bunch of corpses to do the wave at once. I'll give them that. <laughs> like 10 guys. Right, like, right. You know, maybe they use blanks. <laughs> maybe um, they did, you know. But uh, no, it was, it, there was a lot of shortcomings as far as like the actual effects and like the, the kind of like the battlefield. I guess feel of it, but also like they did some things pretty well. I thought, um, so the way that they were actually handling their firearms, the Indian soldiers specifically, it was actually pretty realistic to like the late nineties, early two thousands. Like, Oh shit. Sorry. I'm going to turn off my ringtone. My bad. Um, so it was pretty realistic. Cause like, and the gunplay itself from the Indians was not terrible. And here's why I think that is there was a lot of times, like, especially when they're doing like mount stuff, which was very sloppy, but that's also very realistic because mount didn't really become a super refined thing until like the mid two thousands with the U S specifically with the global war on terror with, with special operations forces around the world. Yes. It was more practiced and more refined and, and, and whatever, but the most lessons learned were learned by U.S. forces, specifically in Iraq, like in 2003, four, and five. And so it being sloppy at the time, that's not something I'm going to dig them on. But here's the thing is like uh, when they were doing Mount in a bunch of scenes in this film, they they made sure to like hold their weapon in a way where they would go down and they would not flag somebody if they were going in front of them. I don't know if you guys noticed that. Like, it, it was very quick, but like they would all uh, most of the time. Like, if a, if a, if a um, if a uh, another soldier, like an Indian soldier, was going in front of them, they'd drop their weapon down 
like the muzzle to the ground or away from the uh, person that was going in front of them and they'd bring it back up. And that was a cool little touch that I, I didn't expect, but um, they actually did that. And I, I don't know why or how, but it, it worked and it actually didn't look too bad, even with the rest of the sloppy mount shit, which again is actually pretty accurate for that time period. Yeah, there there's a lot of cool things like the whole they had the bayonets on the rifles with the she's on and stuff for that one attack. See, and, well, that was something I was gonna bring up. Like, why would you do that? Well, I guess if you don't want to keep it on your gear. I don't know. But I thought it was interesting because I was like, did they just forget to do that? Like take the sheaths off because they were worried about stabbing actors, and then they like took them off in the movie. So I was like, oh, but, no, but here's the thing: planned. in real life, like I don't know the Indian Army's doctrine for that. I actually have not studied the Indian Army that much. But to me, that would just be like in a pragmatic sense from what I've been trained on. Like, that's just one extra step that you can fuck up and forget while you're in combat. And so why even have that on there? What's the point of it? Like, besides, again, like you just said, being safe for other actors and not stabbing other actors. Yeah. What would be the point of having a sheath on your bayonet during combat? And, and again, it's just one extra step that you have to remember while your adrenaline is spiked already and you're, well, you're, you're in a bad spot. During the Second World War, the Russians did something similar. You know, that a lot of times they wouldn't... They had like this little... In the First World War too, I think, they had the little leather sheath for the, um, the, the triangular bayonets. No, they didn't. And well, but a lot of times they were stowed just a reverse on the ends of the rifle. Stuck through the top. Reversed, the yes. Dog. Yeah, but there actually was a little leather sheath that was supposed to be issued with it. But every time you always see it just reversed. So that's like well, that's well right, usually you know? no, usually those leather sheaths. Um, from my research, this isn't a fact, but like this, from my research that I've done on that, was usually for before they came out with the M forty four specifically, was for um, um, like uh, vehicle crewmen shit like that that could not have a ninety one thirty with a bayonet in their job performance or their capacity, or whatever, and so they were issued a little leather sheath. That was not really official. It was, there's no there's no like sheet that's official to the 9130 bayonet or even the 91 bayonet. Yeah. Um. If if you look at it, like Russia never had that, and so, but yeah, the reverse thing. Yes, I've seen original photographs of mm -hmm. them doing that. Yes, for sure. But in this case, it's like a that sheath. I, I should have done more research on the bayonet itself, but like that sheath would be on a frog that's attached to your web gear, correct? Yep. Usually. That's how most bayonets work. Mm -hmm. You've got you've got you got the sheath, the frog, and the bayonet itself. So I, I just yeah I I don't know if that's totally accurate, and I think it was what you just said like they didn't want to get actors hurt, they didn't want to stab actors. And I yeah. by the way I get their reasoning. Well, if, if you look in a lot of films, <laughs> a lot of times they use like rubber bayonets and stuff, and they bend. Yeah, they well, like this and stuff. And there's that. Yeah. But like, yeah, it's, but then, then once he, he does whip off the sheath, but like, where does it go? It's just another thing you have to carry awkwardly, blah, blah, blah. So before I forget, so I, so what kind of rifles are these are five, five, six and like mini FALs. They're not FALs. They're but actually like, more but in like, just from my collector viewpoint, they look like a mini FAL with all the ergonomics right. and everything. Well, yeah, the aesthetics. Sure. Mm -hmm. But like, yeah. um, it's actually more, it's more akin to the AK. Hmm. It's a long stroke piston system, which the AK and M1 rifles are the most prevalent of having those. Um, they're a long-stroke piston system with pseudo-FAL sights and, and pseudo-FAL uh, gas systems on there. Because if you notice the muzzle brakes on there and the muzzle devices, that's a that's a 
22 millimeter like NATO grenade launcher. Yeah. Whatever. So they have a, a gas system that is basically ripped off from the FAL, but the charging handle is on the left side, like an AKK style. Yeah. I noticed that. So it's like an amalgamation of all three, but as far as, as far as the actual operating system itself, it's more like an AK or a Galil. Isn't the charging handle for an L and A one on the left side though? Maybe that's where the influence comes from. Um, yes. Yeah. So yes. I wonder if it's collapsible. Which I actually agree with because most, uh, and that was the same on the BARs, you know, but like yeah. most military shooters are going to be right-handed. And up until recently, even if you were a Southpaw, you, you were a left-handed shooter, you were trained to be right-handed because that's what the weaponry called for. And having the charging hand on the left side of the receiver allows right-handed shooters to keep their shooting hand on the trigger without you know all that stuff but the ak it's on the right side so a lot of people will take their hand off of their their trigger finger and they'll charge that where you can flip it around and do that with your left hand but it's awkward but yeah so that's probably where they got that because yeah they were using l1a1s and if you notice in the film a lot of the packy soldiers were still using l1a1s and then after that well kind of around that time or after that they were getting g3s hmm and the Pakistani military still uses G three. Yeah, they have MG threes as well, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, but yeah, the, the INSAS, the uh, Indian Small Arms System, that was kind of a concept in the eighties. It really came out in eighty eight, and then it was starting to be issued in like ninety three. Hmm. And it's weird because they used the five five six when they were using SLRs or L one A one FALs for people listening. They're using the SLR up until that point, and so all the Indian Army was really used to the 762-51 and the recoil and the performance and the distance and the the quote unquote most stopping power of that. And then they chose to go to the 556 NATO. And it was yeah, you could pop off more rounds more quicklier. But it they uh like especially in the in the Cargill War. There was a lot of accounts of guys like because it was in the mountains, it was in the Himalayas, right? You know, it's like giant mountain ranges. We're like, yeah, distance, it's not hitting as hard as we want it to, and it's not reaching out as far as we want it to, which the US would find out later in Afghanistan. So, so like EBRs and stuff came back, you know, or like SOP mod M14s really early on in Afghanistan, just like everyone yeah, yeah, to touch US, stuff. Yeah. yeah because yep. the cargo war was too short for anything to like really three months four months like may to yeah. uh, august but um yeah yeah it was just very interesting i'm like i just hadn't really seen that rifle and that's again it's cool to see like a, a war film from a different country you don't see war films from as you learn about gear the helmets too were interesting they were using yeah please thank you i was just gonna ask you that uh mike what do you think about the helmets uh i had never seen that before so i'm like uh I don't know. It's a, I, I didn't know if it was a helmet or a hat or what. Um, so it's actually a helmet. It's like a giant okay. cake. <laughs> I, I don't know. Well, yeah, that's what it looked like. Yeah. I yeah. Was like the, okay. It's called the Patka, right? Mm. And they actually still issue this to parts of their military, huh. which is insane. And it's literally a band of... Well, it started out as a band of steel that was formed like around... So there's no upper head protection... It's just literally a, it's like wearing a fucking headband, a thick, like a, a wide headband made of steel. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. So is it like titanium or something or? 
No, it's steel. So it's, it's just like steel. steel. And there's a top protection yes. or just No. <laughs> no, it's literally it's literally like a, it's like wearing a wide headband. Huh. Like from the 90s, remember when people wore yeah. headbands and shit yep. like that? So it's literally a band that goes around your head like this hmm. with a camouflage co- cloth camouflage cover and it's got foam on the inside and everything so it's comfortable. I know like 100 years ago, mm-hmm. the turn of the century, the French had like a similar thing with their kepis where they had like some steel in them and stuff. Or I, yeah, or, some of them. Yeah. yeah, you know, and it's like a similar concept, but 70 years later and on a bigger scale, <laughs> you know, like. Well, they had, the, they had the skull cap, like the French introduced the skull cap that was literally like a piece of steel that was kind of rounded that would fit underneath the kepi. Hmm. And I think that's what you're saying. And yeah, but it's like. Literally, when you look at a modern army, a modern military, right? Because modern is basically, I think, 1980 from to now. Yep. That's what I would consider modern. Late Cold War. Um, yeah, wearing a literal steel band with a camouflage cover and a chin strap. Mm. So the top part isn't doesn't have anything Nothing. on it. That's just cloth that goes just over. Just cloth. It. Yep. Because mm. if you look closely, you can see the the shape of their the top of their heads in that, and it's like okay and then they started reinforcing it with like kevlar they'd wrap kevlar around it and they just made it out of like kevlar and shit eventually they, uh, they have different helmets towards the end though yes so they have the m or what's called the uh indian m1 which is made out of corlon which is quote-unquote ballistic nylon they call it but it's literally just like really heavy duty canvas compressed heavily with resin it's not kevlar it's not anywhere near the strength of kevlar but it's like it's the same idea as you take a shitload of layers of, of, of canvas, mix it with resin and press it really hard into that shape. Very little to no ballistic protection whatsoever. Isn't but it, it looks like an M1. And yeah, isn't that similar to the uh, ones the Iraqis made? They made like a, a compressed. Well, yeah, but here's the thing is, yeah, the Indians made their own. Um, yeah. The Iraqis are made in South Korea and they were yeah, the South very, Korean ones. very yeah. similar. Yeah, very mm-hmm. similar. And you also see the Packies wearing this in this film. And they yeah. also bought a shitload of those or acquired them somehow. Hmm. And that's why you see both both sides wearing them. But yeah, the uh, the uh, the Patka is like the most common one you're going to see. And then they came out with these M1s and they, they got a bunch of them to the front as soon as possible. Because again, this war didn't last long, but they still tried to get as much new shit, quote unquote, up to the front as possible. When it's like, well, okay, trade off zero upper head protection or top of the head protection and side of the head protection for complete head protection, but it's made out of Corlon, which is glorified plastic. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, you know, mountain bikers helmet or like strange giant steel visor helmet. (laughs) Right. You choose. (laughs) Well, the Indians just from what I've experienced and like seen and researched they're not too big on their the headgear for their military. Even in the Second World War. Yeah. No, the, even the first and the second, they, they they rarely were keen on they didn't I just I don't know why they don't see it as a big deal. Cultural thing. I mean, even with Russians, you see that during the Second World War. They're like, You're gonna get shot anyway, so who cares? Be comfortable when right. you get shot, you know? Like it, it's funny how we have these modern ideas of like you know protection for soldiers and it's just they're very foreign to a lot of people Viet Cong like never wore helmets <laughs> but you very rarely wouldn't see uh gis or marines 
without helmets on during the war or the Vietnam War. But it's uh, yeah, it's interesting. What did you guys think of the um, amount of time that was spent on the whole uh, love interest? What? So like, yeah, I can't like say. <laughs> I can't say anything about the military because I know jack shit about like the Indian military and I didn't even you know know about this particular conflict. But like, so I can just talk about the film as a film. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I didn't. That was weird that it like came in like thirty minutes into the movie that was revealed or something like uh, that. That it, if I'm remembering that right, like he gets to his barracks and he sees that oh I have a letter from her, and then that introduces her to the whole story. Yep, little little odd. Um, Okay, whatever. And then for like definitely bury the lead for that. That's for sure. Right, and and then it seemed like for three hours it was just like their backstory, and uh, and then uh, the music videos and all that stuff. And uh, (laughs) I was just like, yeah, Yeah. I forgot I was watching an Indian movie. That's why I I was so (laughs) glad that I could fast forward at certain points because yeah, you know, it's like I have to watch movies every week to review. It's like yeah, I don't have to waste my time on this but uh yeah and it's like but that's the thing it's it's uh it's not something i can necessarily criticize too much because it's like all indian movies are like that like bollywood movies and stuff it's like i don't know what it is but like it's a cultural thing to where they love having like musical numbers and stuff in them i don't it's uh it's even in a even in a supposedly gritty biopic you know it's an interesting look into you know Indian cinema for sure because even the beginning there was like they had that note up that was like you know you could show this movie in India for like a minute or something I don't know if you watched that yeah but, yeah I did and yeah. I was like, that's strange and then like the way they presented everything and like how long it took for the film to start it was like four minutes of, of random ass right. credits and like this like, guy and that yeah. dude and and then the same thing going on it was very interesting and it reminds me a lot of like older western cinema like 80 yeah, it, 90 it, it years has ago a- you know, it has a very old fashioned feel to well, a lot mm-hmm. of Bollywood movies kind of do. Um, yeah, but uh, but right from the start, like when it shows him like, you know, as a kid and I'm going to become a soldier and everything. I'm like, OK, here we go with the propaganda. movie. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's just what I got from that. And uh, I mean, shit, if, uh, if, I don't know. I think the movie, if they were going to make it more interesting, the movie should have probably started like once he was in the thick of things. You know, I don't really care about him growing up as a child wanting to be a soldier his whole life or that stuff that you can establish during the movie you know when shit's actually happening yeah yep um i don't particularly like that style the way it's done um and like just the cinematography the movie looks like you know like a video you'd get off shutterstock or something <laughs> like the the cinematography and everything it's like it looks super cheap and flat um which is again most indian movies look like this i don't know what it is but they all have this like kind of camcorder look to them it's weird yeah and at some points it worked i think but at some points it's like what are we doing here right like, it, it looks like a commercial right the movie yeah it looks like it, it, the cinematography and the, the feel of it looks like a commercial yeah exactly yep that's a good way to put it yep, yep. yeah <laughs> so uh yeah i can't really like I don't know. I mean, if you want, I can say this is a piece of shit or something, but it's just like, it's just kind of not my thing. I'm not, I'm not in, I'm not a part of the Bollywood scene. So it's not oh, like me either. Make no thing. mistake. Yeah. <laughs> right. But that's like, that's so, kind of why it was nice to, to view something different. You know, it's like, yeah. Okay. This is weird. But like, so I, I accepted it because, because what I was getting, like, honest to God, going through my head, like when we're doing the, the scenes of him and his wife or whatever, um, I'm like, this is like Pearl Harbor. 
Yeah, it's really corny. Yeah. Right, where it's like, okay, we, we, we get it. We, we understand he's married. We don't need the entire story from start to finish about how he got married and all that shit. He's going to go you back know, like, and fly P-40s against the Pakistanis, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He's going to strafe them and all the war is going to end. But, like, it's... it's Jamal will remain ours. <laughs> I, I In the think name they, of Dimple. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, Dimple, Dimple was... That was fucking Dimple. Great. Um, yes. I thought that was a bad translation, but then they kept saying it. I'm like, oh no, that's her name. Like, yeah. Dimple. Yes, Dimple. 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 Yes. Yep. <laughs> we six. Do not forget that. Um, I, I, oh God, in my head, I promised I would not try to do a shitty Indian accent. Well, <laughs> um, anyway, if you're from India, I'm, I, I'm going to be doing that because I've, I've literally worked with Indian people for, Several years until recently, and I made fun of them, and they well, made fun well, of me. Mike, you know, working with Indian people is not going to Seven Elevens and ordering Slurpees in every state. I mean, there's a difference. I don't. Ha- we don't have Seven Elevens out here, you fucking clown. Oh, what? You have Eleven Sevens? No, we have Quick Trip. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Quick Trip, and you don't have Come and Go, do you? <laughs> uh, not, not this far north. That's only in the south. south yeah. <laughs> no, no, right. it's actually it's just south of me, about an Fast, hour. Dirty you in drive the south. So- <laughs> Oh, right. come and go. Like, what the? Anyway, um, um, for those who aren't from the States, rant. these are all American gas stations that are, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you're not anyway, from the States, go ahead. Yeah. Circle K. But no, it's, um, but like, okay, so I was able to kind of go, well, okay, whatever. Jesus Christ, like, let's get on with it. Um, the actual, like, military scenes, from what I know, again, I've not done a lot of research, just like you guys have not done a lot of research on the, um, Indian military but it seems like what with what i know of of the culture is it it it, it kind of bled over into the uh, military thing and that's fairly okay um we'll get into the whole thing being a propagandistic film favoring the indian side yeah. but yeah, um it definitely it definitely does oh yeah yeah well 100 but like <laughs> we'll get into that in a bit but like as far as like just the kind of military culture of like guys knowing each other, respecting each other and all that stuff like that, that seemed okay to me. But again, I could be completely wrong, but like that seemed like pretty realistic in any military in the world. Um, that's not like completely fucking hard nosed and, and just super, you know, whatever. But uh, no, so that, that was okay. And like the guys used to know each other and they're actually um, training together and they're affected because again, we'll go back to the mount stuff. So there's a lot of mount scenes where they're actually like, going into an urban environment, bloody blah, blah, before Mount was actually really a studied and practiced thing. You could tell the guy, because here's the thing is they didn't have to talk a lot, right? They just did hand signals a lot. And I was like, okay, that's a cool touch. It really is. Like, it's a cool touch. So like, you want to maintain silence and still just be fluid and going through and doing whatever... And yeah, it was, it was, it was just interesting how they portrayed the actual military part of it. And I know, I know the guy, you know, the main guy is like supposed to be like this hero and whatever. And like, Oh, he, he has no fear and he's just good at what he does. Well, okay. It would have been but, nice uh, to actually add some more to, to maybe add that to that character to make him a little bit more interesting. Right. Yeah. Well, take time away from the fucking love scenes and the, right, the romance. Right. Yeah, get rid scenes. of that shit. Yeah. India needs needs couples to make soldiers. Yeah. To fight wars. <laughs> so, so you know you have to so. you have to keep it going. 
have to keep it going. Musical numbers and Jemu will be ours. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it, it, so here's the. It's okay to put a little bit of that in there. I don't. I don't mind that. Like when you put a little bit of that to establish kind of like what this guy's got to look forward to and why he's kind of doing his thing to an extent. I get that, but like it was literally a third of the film. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe even more. It wasn't quite half, but it was like a third or more of the film was all about this like relationship. It's a good 40 minutes. Can I, uh, yeah. Can I, can I be honest? Uh, when that stuff was really happening, when like the, the, the music really started during that moment, I had to start skipping ahead and, uh, cause I didn't want to look at, and like I was shocked at how long it kept, it just kept going. It just going kept going. going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was just like, my God, this is a whole other movie. Well, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I, I unfortunately sat through the whole thing because I, I, I don't blame you guys for skipping it. Because I don't Brian blame you guys you. at all. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You and Brian skipped it and that's fine. And I watched the whole thing. I, I'm going to say you didn't miss Mike's, really anything. Mike's watching important. it there with like a tear in his eye. Like, you know, dip, dip, it's not a tear. It's not, come it's to not me. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know. Hey. I only had a quart of ice cream. I didn't it's have like, a gallon. It's like when so. the big guy cracks, you know, it's like you finally found something that's through to him. Yeah. So Mike just watch Bollywood um, all the time now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus. No, that's not going to happen. Um, but no, it's like, I think, I think you hit, you hit a point though, Mike, like it's, it would have been great to have him develop more as a character using that right. time that they had in these love scenes and these like romances. I would have liked to know more about him and like kind of what was going on in his, in his head besides, right. Oh, I need to get back to my wife. I'm just, I'm a soldier. It's like, he's, he became a very two dimensional character. Yes. You know? And it's like, well, no, like what's going on in your head? Yeah. Well, that's, he's, he's uh that's what I said. The, the movie's really propagandistic. I mean, he's, yeah. he's, he's like Superman, you know, he's captain America or captain India in this mm-hmm. case. Um, you know, he's uh CI. That, that, <laughs> right. Yeah. That's what his thing is. It's like his, and that's like, um, what movie was it that we watched and that we were talking about how, oh, it's like, like Sergeant York, you know, it's like, yeah, he's, it's Sergeant York is like the, the embodiment of like the, uh, the, the, the American ideal, you know, like that he's, a uh, he's, um, uh, put th- this great task is put upon him by the country and he fulfills his role. And in the end he's rewarded. Um, that's kind of what this movie feels like, except it's missing, you know, that whole reward thing because he fucking dies in the end. So it's like, it, it could easily be a anti-war film or something like that, but they don't yep. do that. They all kind of make it seem like in the end that it was worth it, you know, by like, by showing the success of the battle and all that stuff. It's yeah. it's funny because like, yes, I, I think it's definitely pushing you towards the narrative. Just like have soldiers, you know, fight for your country bravely. It's just very propagandistic, but there are points in it where like the people do disagree. When he was like, you have to be nice to the population. And the other dude was like, no, you don't. The other officer. He was just like, you know, keep your distance. And it was like, it was interesting to see that. You think that they want to have the whole way through like the same narrative. Like, you know, right. hey, keep yeah, your distance yeah, that's from a good the Packies. But so it is interesting that they did have some different viewpoints on that. Um, but there definitely is bias for sure. And, you know. Bias and just, my God, the movie, like the tone of it with its music and everything. It's like, it, it feels so stupid i i can't get over i couldn't get over that part india is very interesting because it's i mean it's it's going to be a huge world power you know in the next few decades and the way it's growing and everything and how they're consuming media 
And, you know, it's again, we're talking about this, like how there's all this Bollywood influences and this like older style of format influences. And it's like, it's just very interesting to see where it's going to go because you have a billion people or more. I, I, I might be getting that wrong. I'm not sure the actual not, numbers of population at the moment. Oh, it, but, it's um, growing exponentially. Um, yeah. India's got one of the fastest growing populations. Like, They're rivaling China now. If you look at the so. reviews for this on IMDb, it's like hundreds of thousands. It's insane. So like, you know, yep. it's been seen by millions, tens of millions of people in India and around the world. I mean, so this is like what they love to consume and it's just very interesting. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Is it going to change? Will there be less songs? Will there be more songs? Will it morph into a more Western style or like an East, you know, who knows? But it's, uh, I kind of want to watch an Indian film from like, like a really well-known from the sixties. Um, I found a few like about India, Pakistan wars. One about China, uh, India wars was interesting. Um, mm. Yeah, but a yeah. lot of them did have songs and stuff. One had like singing in no man's land, like between tween T seventy twos. But it'd be interesting to see how it changed. You know, like if there's more or less of a scale. Because I think that traditionally there's a lot more singing in Bollywood. Like every, it's basically a musical with like two five minute breaks. While this was oh, like yeah, that's, two two five minute musicals or twenty. Minutes. That's, that's what, what it seems I've like. Seen. Yeah, that's what I've seen. Well, I mean, they, they didn't. To give them a little credit here, they don't the, the the music in this movie. It's not the actors actually like breaking into song, but it's like it's like a music video to where like the you know it's it's yep. like the music yes. plays while the montage happens, you know, and like mm-hmm. the lyrics and everything. Yeah. Um, All right, really I quick, mean, guys. Um, yes. My ass has to explode, and we have a storm coming. It's like I gotta go switch the uh, Starlink like um, fucking receiver over a little bit. Um, so can we take five? Sure. Yeah, sure. Five. All right, sounds good. Let's keep rolling. And the dog's freaking out, too, and it's just like, Jesus Christ. Well, right. oh. you any fun over the weekend? Um, let me think. Uh, I'm good to go. Sick. Cool, where were we? Um, we're talking about kind of the music video-esque um, oh, yeah. version of, or not version, but like the... Um, the music video esque. That's what it feels like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah. yeah. And uh, and yeah, that part I that part of it I just don't like. Um, I, I wasn't uh, a fan either. So don't 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 feel yeah. alone. Yeah. It, um, and the fact that the cinematography looks like a you know of the movie it looks like a it looks like a yeah it looks like a downy laundry detergent commercial or something like right. the, the look of the whole yeah thing. It's just yeah really yes. cheap. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's uh, it's it's. It's a piece of shit. Anyway, that's that's all we got for Scuttlebutt. Thank you and good night. Yeah, we'll see you next oh, week. I wouldn't, um, <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. I mean, it's it's interesting. Yeah. I, it's the best Kurgil War movie. Name me another one. Okay. Yeah, so It's the best because it's the only one. Yes. Right. So, you know. Well, therefore, they, there's a it's standard the there. And like... Um, yeah, because here's the thing is like, I, I'm glad that it was actually... It, um, it, 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 it covered a topic that, again, most people don't have a... F- freaking clue about and that did happen and it was it was like it wasn't like a you know a massive war where tens of thousands of people died but it was like a very morally demoralizing it was kind of like one of those demoralizing wars with both pakistan and india where like jesus all these people just died and like they were trying to invade us and all the and the pakis were like all oh, the indians were over stretching and it's, it's like yeah it's just one of those things where it's like why did all those people have to die why did that happen? Yeah. And in in real life. And so now they kind of got that point across, although it was very heavily Indian side 
you know, any perspective, uh, but we've seen it with other films and I get that it doesn't make it right. But like, it, it's understandable, but like, yeah, it's again, no other film actually covers the Cargill war and for a modern military to have done something like that. That's not the United States or not NATO or whatever. It gets no attention whatsoever. So what, um, I thought was interesting is I kind of got, well, in our come and see episode, we talked about the fact that like, you know, this, a lot of the reason this film is misunderstood is because it's made for a person that lived through a certain period of time in a certain part of the world. You know, like if you were a Belarusian who lived the occupation, you'd really understand yeah. it. But if you didn't and you don't know about it and you come into it cold, it's incredibly hard to understand it. Um, so for this, like they talk about the line of control and everything. And I know a little bit about it yeah. and stuff, but they were like, oh, they have broken the, this treaty and that treaty and everything. And I'm like, I have no idea about this. Like, I didn't know that yeah. <laughs> they abandoned the line of control in certain parts of the year. Now, that's just my ignorance and stuff. But again, it's it's interesting to be like, oh, like, I, I call myself kind of like a military historian. I know a lot about stuff, but I don't know shit. <laughs> like, fucking, nope, I just, yeah, they abandoned part of their uh, treaty lines in the winter. Interesting. <laughs> so, right, well, um, that's what it's, that's anytime you watch a foreign film you're always war film especially you're always going to see stuff like that right but it's also it's also kind of fun to do that once in a while because it's like it, it kind of yeah, learn yeah yeah and it's different than like the typical american you know shit that we've been reviewing it's like some are really good some are really bad and it's like but they're all the same if you think about it. like the, the the premise is all the same and if you watch a foreign film like this like that's why i saw a trailer and i was like yeah i agree we should probably do this this week and um, I'm glad we did because it was like, it was so different. And like, yeah, like, we're, like what we're saying is like, I'm not trying to be a broken record, but like it, it ties into what I'm about to say. It's like, yeah, it's some of it's just like, this is weird. This is dumb. I wouldn't do this, whatever, blah, blah, blah from the American perspective. But the way they actually showed uh, combat was pleasantly surprising to me. Like it wasn't nearly as cringy and also the weaponry. And the loadouts that they would have had in the Cargill War were actually not terrible at all. But you see that at the beginning, they said thank you to this. I forgot what the first one was. And they said thank you to the Indian Army. And so they probably had guys who were there. And they still have the Insas rifle with the, you know, Bakelite. Yeah. Not Bakelite, but like the, the plastic. like Very vibrant It looks like stock. wood. Yeah. Very vibrant, in, yeah. In the photos from the original war, you see a lot of uh, metal magazines, and in the movie, they're all they all have like plastic mags. Plastic. So that's just a well, that, that's the thing. early ones. Yeah, that's yeah. so the early magazines are plastic, and so after oh, the Cargill they? War, yeah. So um, I saw that. Yeah, a lot, a lot of, of them broken. Everything. There's a lot of bad. Yes, exactly. In the war, and so they started to go with, uh, aluminum and steel magazines, um, but they actually got that from like the Swiss, I think. That's what I, I heard. Again, not a fact, just something that I've researched. So I don't know how credible that is. But like I think they got that from the Swiss like 550 series of like having the kind of smoke colored polymer magazines hmm. where you could see through it and everything. Now, um, um before I forget, um yeah. this is probably move on, but can you get like a parts kit for one of these in the States? Or is there any equivalent? No. Oh. Um yeah, so Indian surplus, like even just like gear, uniforms, equipment, mm -hmm. boots, helmets, specifically Okay, so the Patka helmet, right? Yeah. I've never seen one of those where I can get one. And I'd love to have one because it's a military helmet. I've got a Bangladeshi M1, which is a similar 
copy of the Indian M1 made out of Corlon, but I, I don't have an Indian M1 in my collection because it's Indian surplus. Anything is really hard to get. So if you think about that with the gear, the parts kits are going to be 10 times harder to find. And they also still have it in their armories. Like they're, they're replacing it. Like, dude, they still, um, so some of my Indian, uh, uh, contacts said that they still use the Ishapur 2A and 2A ones for police. Oh, wow. India. That makes sense though. Yeah. But I mean, but dude, it's 2022. And they're oh, I using know. a bolt action rifle. Didn't the Canadians just get rid of their number three Mark ones with the Maltese? The Canadian Rangers. Yeah. No, yeah. not the Maltese. The yeah, Canadian yeah, yeah, Rangers, the Rangers yeah. are, that's the, a whole other topic. It's like yeah. Alaska State Troopers, but Canada, the more remote. Well, no, they're, they're, a, they're like a, um, it, it's a weird thing. That, we'll, that have our, episode. we'll have a resident yes. Canadian on until he can talk. Yes. About well, Devin can explain to you about the Canadian Rangers. He was in the Canadian Rangers. Apparently, oh, I didn't so. know that. Um, yeah. Like let's allegedly, <laughs> you know, allegedly, <laughs> allegedly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, no, but Johnny yeah, they, they, you know? they just, they just turned over the number four Mark ones for the Tika fucking some kind of rifle. Um, and whatever. So, uh, yeah, that, you know, it's very true, but like, Still, India is one of those countries in the former Commonwealth that is going to be using everything. I'm pretty sure I've seen in comments like strolling around the internet, like in, in in different videos and all shit about their their military equipment. Of like, they said, "Yeah, we still have the L1A1 in our arsenals. Like, they're still there. They're still in arms rooms being maintained and everything." So it's like <clears throat> one. Parts kits, not likely. B, they're still using them. Or two, they're still using them. Very not likely to see that. Even though there are so many fucking geeks that would love to have an Insas. Just because it's it's a really cool rifle. There's a lot of them made. It was used in the Cargo War. It was used by the Indian military for 30, 40, almost, yeah, 30, 40 years now. But no, so the parts kits, if you can find one, they're going to be hefty. There's, yeah, you know, I'm more of an older, like pre-90 collector and firearms and stuff. But when I yeah. saw these guns, I was like, ooh, like, you know, I don't. They're really weird. They're, they're very interesting. They're, yeah. they're, they're kind of like those Spanish um, ARs or the, I forget what they're called. The set came me after. L? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The stamped ones. With a, with yeah. The set me L. That, yeah. Yeah. It's a set yep. me though, but it's five, five, six because yeah, that's what everybody was yep. going to. Yep. They're, and they're so funky looking and stuff and but it's like they're just funky enough where it's like okay this is i like right. your brand you know it's like it's very very strange firearms <laughs> right but yeah um, and that, that that's kind of like yeah the incest was, was because yeah it's an amalgamation of the ak the fal and the g3 yeah, it's like a galil but you can get a galil in the states and i can't get an incest and that makes me cry so. right well that's because <laughs> they're not surplusing them out yep so if you happen That's to own issue. a company in the United States who makes, you know, semi-automatic firearms and you want to make a really cool gun that have a good market, <laughs> make it. Oh, insults. well, that, dude, but then nobody's going to pay five grand for a clone of that. That's semi-automatic. Let's talk you know? to uh, the guy SMG guns in Texas. <laughs> well, again, again, that's yeah. who I'm referring to. Yeah. Very few people are going to pay five grand for an incest like clone. They just made the set me hells and they were fucking pricey. But the Mark getting- Mars, those are 1300 bucks. That cheap? Oh wow! Well, yeah, it's like the BRN tens. But oh, I should anyway. have told you that because you're in the mood to buy something expensive. Yes. 
Well, I might be buying MP43, so that's going to be what's expensive. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, we, we could talk. I'll try and talk you out of... Well, no, I'm not going to try to talk you out of anything. Um, but a Pacquiao but anyway, helmet yes. and an Insas would be really cool for my collection. A Pacquiao helmet, yeah. Cool. like a Paca. I, I, I've, seen, I've seen a few people that have them, and they were like, because nobody knows about them, they're like, can you please take it apart? And that's the only reason I know about this, because I was mm-hmm. like, what? It's a yeah. fucking steel... Let me let me let me see if I can send you this fucking link in the um the chat really quick. But check out it it should be page two. It should bring you to that. Look at the bottom few pictures. Now what was the camouflage they were using as well? That was I don't know what the hell it's called. It's like a version um, of brushstroke or Well, yeah, I, I obviously it's taken from that. And they used and Pakistan still uses a version of brushstroke. Like um it doesn't even look like it's a it's a solid piece of steel. It looks like it's cast. Like I don't know if it's cast or whatever, but like yeah, it's it. Does, it looks like pot metal. <laughs> that that the helmet right. band. Wow. I yeah. Would so, but that that's what that, that helmet is. Huh. Wow. Did you see it, Mike? Yeah, I did. Yeah, it looks like it. Well, the this, the texture of it, it looks like like padding foam on the inside of a box or something. Very well, no, that, that's what it is. But like, it encompasses a steel band. It's like that's it. Like that's right. It's a fucking band. It's not even a helmet. I want one. I don't know why. I just, oh, I just, I've been wanting one for years, dude. Yeah, I'm, obviously, cool. you see the you see the helmets behind me. I want one. Yeah, they're impossible to find unless you get super lucky. Hmm. I just imagine like it's it's good for like if someone comes up you with a sword and tries to hit you in the side of the head with it, it'll start. Right, that's the top right. though. <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. Not the top. Not good for lunging. <laughs> You know? Yeah, so it's yeah. So yeah, if like shrapnel rains down on you, like it's, it's gonna a, fuck the opposite up. of a Tommy helmet, you know? Like, <laughs> well, exactly, yeah, yeah, exactly. It is, yeah. that, that is exactly what it is. Yes, yes, yes. It is the, the next model we decided a... to put a lid on it, <laughs> like you know. Yeah, it, it but, is the inverse of that. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know why, even still today, they're issued. And like, the Indian Army does not understand the concept of head protection. It's like, what the fuck? It's like, like those early World War One helmets, like you see in Italy and stuff, all the crazy concepts the, and shit. Yeah, like the, the, the well, it's medieval concepts, yeah. but at least they covered the entire head. Let's yep. let, let's be real here. Um, and so, but India, it's like, I don't know if it's just not important, if it's a money issue, but like, even like we were talking about since the First World War, they haven't seemed to give a fuck about their soldiers, like head protection. Oh, we have well, Sikhs. Maybe that has, okay, well, then they could do their own thing. Maybe that's the whole like, caste thing coming in there. You know, like, well, you're, you know. <laughs> who well, cares I mean, if you're a soldier? Knows, but, yeah, well, that, yeah, that might come Even the movie, he was know. like, time to die. <laughs> right, but, like, still, it's like, what the fuck? And then, because, like, India's military is huge, right? Yeah. They got a lot of, lot of people in there, and they also have a huge logistical nightmare with all the weapons they have and all the gear they have. So... You know, just because they're big doesn't mean they're the best. But like, it's yeah, look the French. It's interesting. In <laughs> yeah, well, they, different topic. I think. I don't think but it's just because you're big. But, well, anyway, but yeah. I, yeah, but the French military wasn't big in 1940. It was just there, and it was. I thought wasn't it the biggest in the world. This is definitely off topic. The um, French military in 1940. I thought it was the biggest military, at least in Europe. Maybe in Europe, but yeah, I I'd have to research that. But like, I don't think so. Yeah, but anyway, um, so yeah, it's like the Indian military should be this advanced, uh, you know, with the 21st century and all that shit. But they're still issuing shit from the 80s hmm. to a lot of their military forces, and they're trying to buy 
weapons and shit, but it's like they're also dude, so they're also trying to replace the uh incest with a uh the I think the AK203 or some shit like that, which is a 76239 or 103. No, it's a 203. And they're trying to do that. It's like, well, you're gonna introduce another caliber. Isn't like Sig sold a bunch of rifles or something? Is I I saw that when I was looking up the uh um incest. Holy shit. Whoever did you send that Brian? Oh fuck you, Brian. I did. I might have to get that. Um I don't know if I'll see. I don't know if it's for sale and I don't know. It's like a janky website, but I just that just popped oh, it's up. It's like two thousand it's straight out of two thousand three. Oh two thousand well it says it's updated. Um but um yeah, let me save that really quick. <laughs> Sorry. I just popped up. <laughs> yeah, not good. I'm buying uh, an MP forty three, you can buy the Yeah, but, I can um, I can get that. But uh yeah, <laughs> actual podcast. So that that that'd be really cool. Um that that's what you get out of this movie then, you know. But um No, but anyway, like so this movie like they showed how like this mil like the Indian military, they have artillery, they've got radios. You know, they've got Well, okay, so but let's talk about the first ambush scene. How about that? Where So this is where I'm going to say that the filmmakers and the Indian army probably clashed. Well, I was gonna say I was, when you when you said that earlier that the the, the army uh, helped with this movie. I'm like, oh, I bet they had some uh, some influence on what this movie was oh, gonna yeah. be. Mm-hmm. So go yeah. ahead, Mike. But but like so um that that for like after the first scene with the whole like blah blah they they get this guy and they capture this high whatever. But I'm talking about the ambush scene where like the goats are out there. Yeah, and you see that, and my first. A, they shot that in a really shitty way, like the convoy and everything. Like the cinematography was shitty, in my opinion. Um, B, if you're even a mile away from that shit and you see these people on the road, I'm like, to me, what all I said in my head was like, that is a textbook fucking ambush. That is, that is, you could not get better for an ambush than that. And then they, they stopped and I was like, oh, fuck, here we go here we go. And it's like, they get ambushed, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, but, but it's so obvious, but like, again, so is that me looking back from GWAT knowledge, you know, and the experiences that I've had and the knowledge that I've had, or is that just something that they learned in fucking the first world war? Like if somebody's blocking a road intentionally, you don't stop. You just keep fucking going. Yeah. It was very lax. You know, it's like, you should drive through an ambush. But that's just, you know, they needed to have the perfect set piece ambush where, you know, they kill off the character who to we just set yeah, up because, right. you know, he's going to make yep, a VK yep. or VN, whatever type. Of, yeah, you're, you're, you're right. But like, it's know? still, it was just like looking at it. I'm like, this is if I were to set up an ambush as a fucking goat herd, this is exactly what I would do. This is textbook. Like you, 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 you drive into this. You should see this a mile away and go, nope, going to turn around. Or yep. just sit here and observe. Like, but anyway, um, so that happened, and, and then, but you're right, they had to kill off a character, blah blah blah. And it was funny too because I thought that they were just like they're gonna steal the guns back, like oh no, this is what's gonna happen. And then I was like, oh wait a minute, this is a totally different character or totally different story arc because they're like kill thirteen of them, you know? And right, I'm like, oh, right, right. This is why that's it's not like because they want anything. It's just like just kill them. So I thought that was interesting because it's you know it could have very easily turned into like Turkish Rambo. Like a really and bad so, but, but, okay, to touch on what you just said about the like the retribution kind of part of it, 
-hmm. that's realistic. Um, in any war, it's realistic. And, and then, you know, you see, you see, uh, I, I keep forgetting his name, like the, the main guy, the main Indian guy. Um, uh, Vikram. Vic Vikram. Vikram. Yep. Vic, yep. Vicky. I'll just call him that. Cause that was his, his nickname from his friends. So Vicky, I like that. It was funny. Um, Vicky is like, he finally sees one of his friends die and then he loses his shit. Quote unquote, you know, you know what I mean? Like as much as he can, yeah. because he had to be composed. It's like, okay, did you have to do that there? Like, you know, it, it was weird. Like, um, he loses his shit and then he goes after that. It's like, yeah, but why'd you get yourself into that position position in the first place? Like this was a textbook fucking ambush not even from GWAT. This is like a textbook ambush from like way before that. Like in the in the in the in the prior uh, 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 Paki Indian Wars and the the Sino Indian Wars. How did you not see that? You know that that's just kind of what drove me nuts. Yep, that's a cheap about, yeah, you know, effect. Yeah, so. like again, like Mike was saying, this 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 movie has nothing to write home about cinematography anything like that like it's right. just a hey look this thing happened and we put it on this digital camera and it was shot and it was like you know it's yeah. just it's just a movie it's it's a motion picture lineup of images that that, you know, that move past screen it's not an alfred hitchcock it's nothing and it's funny to watch very, a film like very that boring yes. yeah it, yep because yeah. like i like films that you know they use camera work effectively and there's it just when you find a film like this is kind of rare it's like the room or whatever because it's like wow there are movies where you can just have a camera be a dead fish the whole movie. <laughs> and like, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yep. So that, yeah, that was very weak, in my opinion. Um, and a lot of that shit, the, the, how do I explain it? Like, like I said, like the, the advisors from the Indian army, they did some things really well. And then the others, maybe they got bucked from the producers or whatever, like, but it was just like a lot of the shit fell really short, but then they did some really good things. Right. Of like, okay. So one of the weapons they had in here, which I know, okay. I should just preface this right now. Cause we're getting to the end is there is no IMFDB page for this. Correct. Yeah. No, I already looked for it. Yeah. yeah. So one of the weapons they actually used in this is realistic because they bought them from us in Sweden. That oh. I've never actually seen in a film, a foreign film, is the Carl Gustav. Oh, okay. yeah, that's cool to see. And, and and here's the thing: is like the Rangers use that nowadays. Still, the U.S. Army Rangers and some special forces elements and or special ops elements rather uh, in the mil in the U.S. military use that as a bunker buster, and that's how it was used in this film. That's a really cool touch. Okay. Because, like, if you use an AT-4 against a bunker, it's not really going to, I mean, it'll, it'll blow it up, but it's not meant for that. A Carl Gustav launcher is meant for that. And so that was a cool touch that I don't know who said it to them or how they got it. Well, they probably got it because they still have them. But, like, that was a really cool touch. Like, that didn't have to be in there, but it was. And I, th I thought that was like a, a big plus in my book of like, oh, somebody did their fucking research and somebody asks somebody who has had experience with this. Yeah. So. Uh, 
the rocket shooting out of it is clearly CGI, but that's okay. Well, no, yeah, and the sound, yeah, it's not how they sound. Yeah. It sounds like a big fucking boom, right? And right. and so yeah, the sound effects, we can get to that too. Like, let's do it right now. It's like the sound effects were a lot of them were just stock sound effects and yeah. bloody blah and the 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 recoil and the the weapons actually cycling wasn't really a thing. Well, yeah, the the sound effects for the rifles in this it was like like when they were shooting. That's kind of Well, it was the metallic like, like Okay, yeah. You know what I mean? Like it was the, it was that stock sound. I can't I don't know how to explain it, but like it's it was that stock like the the the, the pop with the metallic ping overriding the the pop, right? And it's like no, a 556 is a very high velocity round. It's got a loud pop. It's got a loud report to it. I don't care how fucking uh, loud your action is on any given weapon. You're going to hear the pop, the the high-pitched pop over your action cycling. Like, that's just a fact. And, yeah, the sound effects were not great. The um, Again, so, again, we'll go back to the Indian Army advisors, whoever they had on there. Um, they did a good job at the way... Okay, okay, so... The way that they actually moved, the Indian soldiers moved were like soldiers, okay? Like when they were in combat, it wasn't it wasn't super shitty. Like there was there was some like, you know, guys firing from like down here instead of up here. But most of the guys were actually firing with their rifles like, you know, sight line, bam, up at my face. You know? Most of those. And so the actual um the the uh the movement the firing most of that in my opinion from what i saw was pretty decent as far as being like a professional military being highly trained physically fit which is another thing that they actually showed too is like these guys went through a lot of physical training and they weren't just like these guys whatever so they were very physically fit especially to climb that huge of a mountain but as far as the gunplay is concerned that to me, it did not look cringe. It even, was, even, yeah. It was funny because I was thinking, if this is a World War II movie, it would be horrible, and we would be like ripping it apart because, oh my god, but you don't hold a fucking grand like that. But because it's you know an Indian war film, based when it's based, it's like, oh, that's exactly what you want to see. So it was just kind of funny to get like right. my mind out of that. Like this is actually correct. This is exactly what should be happening. So exactly what I Mm -hmm. I was going to say is like, it's because in some scenes you see them with trigger discipline, which that wasn't really a thing until the sixties for the U S and it wasn't really a thing until the mid two thousands with most professional armies. Right. Yep. And so you see it happening in some scenes. And then also in other scenes, they've got the finger on the trigger, like the old world style doing things. Yeah. The pre 1980 style, I guess for the U S perspective. And that was fine. It was like, yeah, okay. I get it. Like, you know, and so, like you said, like for that time, for 1999, it's actually pretty well done as far as the gunplay and the gun handling and the tactics from what I can see. Um, it, it's pretty good from, from that point. So I didn't, I didn't really have a problem <laughs> with that as much as the cinematography. Yep. No, for sure. It's it was uh, surprising how it was overall. It's just really cool to see, you know, a military, a modern military, 
you don't usually see in war films. And I know it's like a very Western thing to say, and you know, because of where I am, but uh, it was just really cool to see. And there's a lot of things that I didn't yep. like about it, like Bollywood and all that bullshit. But overall, yeah. it was just uh, it got me interested in something I didn't really know a lot about. And um, yep, yeah. So so that's that's uh, that's always a positive thing that a movie can do, no matter if it's a shitty movie or not. Yeah, I agreed. And it's like, yeah, it's um. One thing I will mention really quick is in one of the scenes where he's got one of the grenades and he's going to like throw it. It's got, it's clearly a fucking training grenade because it's got holes drilled into it. No. <laughs> oh, funny. That's a, that's, yeah. that's almost like a movie trope, the, the drilled hand grenade. I've seen it in so Oh, oh yeah, but this means, fucker yeah. had at least two exposed holes when he's holding it. And I'm like, what do you, what do we like? I mean, yeah. here's the thing. It was, it was the correct style of grenade. I'll give him that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah whatever but uh no like like what mike was saying is like it doesn't matter like if you're looking at foreign or what we call foreign films because we're from the u.s we're based in the u.s all you guys that are watching in other countries yeah we're we're from the u.s um but like if you watch foreign films you can learn a lot and you can learn a lot about what not to do and what to do and like i do like the uh the the way that they actually portrayed their combat if that makes sense it's like because yeah they, they and then and, and they brought up the detail too of like you guys are going to be scaling this fucking mountain in the himalayas right you're going to get short of breath you're you're going to have to challenge yourselves and blah 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 but it's like we you know we know you can do it and it's like, okay, that's a little detail that you didn't have to say, but it actually makes sense of like, yeah, when you do go up to higher altitudes, you're going to get shorter of breath because the fucking air is thinner. There's less oxygen, blah, blah, blah. And they were way far up there. Oh, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. uh, 50, 5,100 meters is like 17,000 fucking feet, 18,000 feet. Crazy. That's, in, that's, it is crazy. It's insane. Especially if you're used to working at like, you know, a thousand to two thousand feet altitude, it's insane. And um, these guys did it, and they fought, and whatever. And there's been but a like, lot yeah. of fighting, you know, at that height in that yeah. region, you know, with uh, like the borders India and China and Pakistan for a long time. You know, there's some peaks like that in Afghanistan, yeah. but it wasn't sustained. But like, there are some some like insane mountain combat. Like we talk about mountain combat in like the Alps in the First World War, or like a little bit in the Second World War in the Caucasus. Um, yep. But this is just like you know that, but you know, twenty years ago, <laughs> it's like fucking insane. Right, and it's it's you know? also like this is also a film too. Like speaking of that, that actually portrays mountain warfare. You know, and usually you get you get like again you get hill like small mountains or whatever. This is a fucking huge mountain. Like the Himalayas are the most formidable mountains in the fucking world and they stretch forever <laughs> yeah that's what i mean like the, the, it's a huge mountain range and they're very high very steep and so the th- it's actually like portrayed mountain combat where it's like you see the guys tripping you know they're like oh my god like uh whatever but yeah so it, it was it was interesting for that too so but yeah um overall i did not hate it yeah pleasantly surprised so yeah well as we move into rating i think uh 
you should go, Michael, first, because uh, you've been so uh, vocal about it. um yeah i think i I don't know i guess i give it like a six out of ten you know it's uh it's 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 a little it's harmless it's it's uh kind of forgettable but you know it's it's uh it's got some stuff and that's it (laughs) harmless that's a really good way to put it you know it's it's harmless yeah (laughs) declawed you know yeah it's a a nice feel-good war movie (laughs) If so, if, you know, unless you're a Pakistani, uh, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, which movie clearly doesn't give a shit about them. So yeah, there's no, <laughs> or even people that live there. It's just like, hey, you know, it's like if, unless you be an informant, then you know, get out of our way, <laughs> go over the jam. Right? <laughs> people happen to fall into Pakistan. Uh, <laughs> well, by the way, by the way, I think I think uh, we should we should actually um, eventually, as a side project, uh, make this IMFDB page for this <laughs> film what yeah let's let's get back you know <laughs> well no like it, it's 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 worth it because there was a lot of really cool weaponry involved it's in worth this, it so. yeah no dishkas and yeah. everything uh aks and stuff and yeah no yeah, the, the l4s that they made out of plastic but like with the um, flag you know <laughs> yes everyone knows that but, has uh, more uh, high power rounds yeah. and shoots. anyway so go ahead brian oh so yeah it was an interesting film again it got me interested in a subject i really don't know a lot about um it's very dull it's very boring at times the whole love story is like what is going on dimple you should really you know it's just <laughs> it's it was they should, hard you, they should not have even if that is the real lady's name they should not have used no that they really shouldn't and think of all the <laughs> millions of, of you know ruples that went behind this project and rupees. they still decided or oh, rupees so they still decided to use you know dimple as the uh main female uh lead's name but no um I did like it, and that was interesting. I learned a lot. Um, I saw through the bullshit, you know, for a lot of it because propaganda. But no, I'd watch it again, and then I'd give it a seven out of ten. You know, it. I think that if it didn't, if it had different people behind it with a different means, I think you could make a really cool movie. I think it's a really cool subject. You know, mountain fighting in our time. Yep. Yes, like I mentioned, it happened in Afghanistan a bit, like Restrepo or whatever, in that kind of level. But like, this is real deal fucking you know mountain fighting and um that was very very cool so uh yeah, yeah. fuck those guys in restrepo like it wasn't mountain fighting at all fuck well, those well, guys not that but like you know again it's just uh hey chris know, chris by the way your, your little your little scuffle that you had in the mountains of afghanistan not a fucking real deal india and pakistan that was a real deal if you're listening to this chris yep. at least they don't have nukes <laughs> but anyway yeah well on. yeah <laughs> <laughs> you now have the talking mountain boots how about that you fucking shmuck. great no um so yeah like i mean yeah it's it was uh it was entertaining until the romance shit like went too long way too long um but that i guess is a different culture different style of filming whatever um wasn't a fan of that but yeah like the, the actual combat scenes were not bad the military scenes themselves were not terrible i don't think um better than a lot of u.s films i've seen action films war films so yeah i'd also give it about a seven out of ten because you know the the whole the whole point of it was to uh illuminate like what this guy actually did and like what the people that were with him did and this whole entire conflict so yeah it was definitely a a cool watch great suggestion nate you know, you're not here because a microburst hit your power grid. 
But um, yeah, it was it the was, Pakistani it was, militants didn't want you to talk about it. That's what happened. <laughs> you know, it was yeah. malicious. So. Hey guys, um, just jumping in here real quick. Um, I had to watch this movie. I also recommended it, and so I figured I'd jump in real quick and give my five-second review uh, of the whole entire thing. My rating does not count. The rating that they give counts. I was not present, but I had to watch this. So, um, but no, it was uh, overall. I, I, you know, just of all the points, I've I've been editing it uh, all tonight, so I heard other points. Uh, I agree with almost all of them. You know, Bollywood's not my thing. Um, I didn't even know it was a Bollywood film when I recommended it. I knew it was in uh, from India. That was all I knew. Uh, definitely knew it was from India after the uh, almost four minutes of title uh, title cards telling me that I could actually watch it in the States. Uh, Amazon Prime, I guess, has to put about like a gazillion titles up there to show it's been verified by the Indian government, by the Indian military, by <laughs> no piracy is bad. Uh, you wouldn't you wouldn't download a car, would you? You know that whole nine yards. Um, so yeah, no, it's um overall. I mean, gunplay was good for what it was. The effects were good for what it was. Um, actually, the uh, and forgive me, I can't remember his name, but the main guy when I when I watched it, I researched it. There's a few historical kind of um, uh, a few historical discrepancies, I guess. Um, he, from what I could find out. Um, he really did die in that conflict on that final on that final hill in the battle. But uh, I believe what I had read that he had got shot by a sniper immediately. Um, so there was no historical like kind of like last stand or anything. He was immediately picked off. Um, so I'm I'm not too sure. I didn't do a, a super deep dive, but that was what I could find off find of the conflict itself. Um, again, keeping my brief uh, brief review. Um, I was not ready for the song and dance. I was like Mike A. I, I, and Brian. I skipped through the whole thing. So Mike B. I now know what you love. You like long walks and holding hands uh, and singing Indian songs. So, <laughs> but um, and you just texted me. So there you go. Um, but yeah, no. I mean, it overall. I mean, I think it was. Uh, it's the only movie of its of its of the conflict really that I could find. Um, you know, the trailer looked promising, but man, I was not ready for the Bollywood. Um, overall, I mean, I, I've, I've skewed, skewered, there we go, movies for less, but I really think, um, I, I really think it's the same thing as everyone else. I think it'd be, you know, seven Screaming Mel Gibsons out of 10. I mean, again, if you cut all the Bollywood out of it, it would be, it would be pretty good, but you know. For what it is, heavily propaganda <laughs> uh, film. Um, it's it's really not bad. Um, I my recommendation would be skip everything that isn't uh, the conflict scenes or the military scenes, and you would be just as good enough to watch the whole movie. So, but yeah. Anyway, guys, uh, Micah Burst did take out my power for the first time in six years, so that was super fun. And bonus points to you guys if you know where the intro and the outro of this little segment comes from. Because the other guys are going to give me a ration of shit for this. So make it worth it. <laughs> if you know what it is. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So 7 out of 10. So that means uh, averaging out our scores, we're giving this a 6.6. .6. So yeah, I think that's right on par. You know, I mean, it... it it could yep. have been something a lot cooler, and maybe one day there will be a really 
cool subject about this guy and his time and everything um, better. But this is a great place to start. And again, if you're looking for a film that you don't know, if you're looking for like a movie you don't know a lot about or a war you don't know a lot about, you should definitely check it out. It's pretty cool. Yeah, So agreed. But, you know, keep that fast forward pretty steady and ready to go at certain times. <laughs> you know, so. Be ready to skip m- many things yes, yes. Because, yeah you know, it was it was it was a lot i don't know about you but i you know i'm definitely 60 40 as far as like insas footage over dimple that's just that's just me but you know just uh word of warning but definitely it's i mean dimple watch. dimple cute girl everything i get it like she's a sikh he's a hindi like i get that but like you could you could consolidate that into like literally 10 minutes not consecutively we, through the entire we film we would have got it yeah, yeah we exactly. <laughs> I'm just going to have to you sue them because, you know, they stole uh, Dear Rosa's trick of, you know, having her read the letter and it's her language or, her, <laughs> you know, voice. Fucking, I will see you in court, Mr. Vrishnuvadu. Dude, if you file a lawsuit on this, that'll be the greatest thing to ever come out of any I podcast. That would be, that'd be funny as shit. I'll it really would. in court. So, yeah. You know. yeah. It's like well, we can at least get some really good food if we went over there. It's like, which one's yeah, the copy? But this one, the copy desk came out 20 years ago. So those bastards, you know, <laughs> I also, yeah, that's the other thing that's like, I wish they would have shown more food because Indian food is fucking delicious. It's amazing. Yeah. And, Love and part of being a soldier and part of being a person is just food. And like, you can make it a lot more relative to the audience. If you show food that's and they, they showed it in the a couple scenes as well. Yeah. Yeah. They showed it in a couple scenes, but it was like very not the focus. So that's that's yeah in hindsight like yes i already gave the rating it's like i a wanted to see rating. them unloading the vats of curry and old base you know sauce for the <laughs> old yeah they're the gonna use military. old bay in fucking <laughs> india they're gonna use old fucking jesus christ nate it's, yeah i know nate, it's called nate's indian gonna, bay yes we use yeah. it for everything yeah. nate's gonna be editing this and he's gonna his dick's gonna get so fucking hard at the mention yeah. of like indians well, coveting if he old didn't bay. live in maryland he would have power how about that Wow. Ooh, yeah. shit. Yeah. Well, I got some massive thunderstorms going on right now, but like, hey, guess what? I still got power and I still got Starlink. Well, so, wow. And you're also not in Maryland. <laughs> right. Yep. So, on that right. bombshell, uh, thanks for um, joining us for another episode of Scuttlebutt and check it out. It's, a, it's worth a watch. So, until next time, fuck you, Nate. <laughs> Strong men also cry. Strong men also cry. (laughs) Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to leave a rating. Otherwise, Mel Gibson won't stop screaming. If you like this content, make sure to check out our Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram pages. If you want to directly support our work, make sure to check out our Patreon. All these links are in the description below. Until the next time, Scuttlebutt out.